2: srb media is it so good evening gabby good evening tc and good evening all and welcome to part 26 of our weekly podcast the current view with the idol of hillsborough mr terry curran and happy new year sir
1: yes happy new year to you i hope you had a good christmas and i hope the new year set on a good footing for you so
2: not too bad And, and how did your christmas go
1: well, as you get older, like I am now, sixty-four, it's not as exciting as it used to used to be when we were kids. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's good because it's. I mean, my my, my kids are growing up. are grown up now, right? Uh, like, but uh, it's, just, it's just a steady, it's a steady, uh, exciting olive,
2: holiday when it, when it comes to Christmas, isn't it? Compared to the rest of them, so yeah, yeah, yeah I've enjoyed it. That's the main thing. Good, good, good. Well, while we're talking about family, let's start today with uh, with Jock. We always have a look at Jock and follow Jock's progress this season. How's he done? There's a new manager at the helm at, at Grimsby Town. Where is Jack at the moment? Uh, sorry, Jock.
1: Well, obviously, still at, uh, Link, at Lincoln until uh, it finishes on, I think, 22nd, something yeah. like that, round about that time. Um, they've had a couple of great results. Uh, Winning uh, games, and he's doing really, really well in the games. What I've, what I've seen him, uh, seen of him, um, the balance looks like it's uh, settling down now, and his strength looks like it's coming to. It still, still needs a little, a little bit more time for me looking at him. But I was very impressed with him uh, his last uh, home match. But he didn't play this weekend because of, he's pulled his hamstring on Friday. We all, uh, obviously with a new manager coming in. Um, eh, all the way, got every all the players in, the wives, kids, uh, and the young, uh, bros parents. He just wanted to set out his uh, forward thinking for for the club and for the players. And I was very impressed with it, you know. Um, and I think, uh, I think he's determined to uh, put his record straight. I think, I think a bit sound a bit. I think he. <laughs> He was, He feels a bit uh, let down at Blackpool. Yeah. Um, doing what he did with, with Blackpool, taking them obviously into the Premier League, uh, and all of a sudden the money um, didn't go back into the club. It went elsewhere. But uh, I think uh, what he what he's do what he's done at Grimsby, he's bought into into uh, Grimsby Town. I think he is bought about hundred thousand pounds of the shares which probably gives him a bit more advantage uh, of other managers because obviously uh, they just can't sack him for sake of sacking him, uh, him so uh, but he looks determined and he looks as though uh, he wants to uh, see this uh, this good old this good old great club you know get back at least into the championship and Looking at him, if if he could get him into the Premier League, then uh, he'll be trying. He'll he'll be trying that. I mean, it's 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 as big as Blackpool uh, fan base wise. So um, at this moment in time, obviously it's an all-seater stadium, so it doesn't have the the capacity that it used to have. But the, the beginning new ground, what I would imagine, they will have uh, areas what they could uh, add on and make bigger if the if the start progress, progressing up
2: the leagues did uh, did Ollie know that you was there did, did you have a one-to- one with ollie
1: I did afterwards when I came out and he said i thought it was you yeah. uh, you know um but obviously I've not seen I've seen him for years and years and years uh, and you do people do change a little bit when, especially when they lose lose the air yeah. but don't forget I've been out of football for a long long time. So, uh, but we had a good chat, and it's uh, so excit- excitable with his job, mm. and to to try and get it right. So I think whether it's for Jock or, or not, for 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 young lads, but wanting to to go forward and wanting to work hard, I think it's going to be a a, a great appointment for uh, for the club and for the young pros.
2: I I like Ali. I, I like to listen to him mm. and talk. But I've liked him in management. Okay, he's not everybody's cup of tea. But one of your former managers, Marcus Bignett, Marcus played for Ollie and always said, "What an absolute top. He's As mad as a March here, but what yes. a top top bloke!" And and I think that well, he says yeah. he, he says it as he, as
1: it is, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he
2: does. Yeah, and he's infectious. He's near that yes. personality of Ollie. He could he could light up a room without turning the lights on. That's what well, his personality is like for me. He's,
1: he's definitely a family man. Y- yeah. you could see that, and it was for for his wife and children. And and obviously she's a big backer of him to, yes. to, to, to take this uh, job at Grimsby, and um, well not just take it, buying into it. Yeah, you know, so you can see he's got that infection, infect- infectiousness about him, uh, and what like wanted to take the club forward, but uh, like you and like the guy who said to you, he'll he'll want to he'll want to uh, finish off what he was trying
2: to do at Blackpool. It sounds of it, and he's got on the surface or, or looking at it from an outsider. He's got a good chairman. He's got a good setup. He's got good backers there at Grimsby. They look as though they're a team and a football club that want to go places, again, from an outsider.
1: I like uh, Mr Fenty. I mean, there's a lot of uh, people that are going to Grimsby given uh, criticize him. And this is not because at the end of the day, I, I'm worse than Ollie. I'll say it as I say it. Yeah,
2: exactly, yeah.
1: You know, I mean, when I, when I look at what he's done at Grimsby, yes, they went out of the Football League. But not for want of him uh, trying. But what he has done, it, it it doesn't want the club to go like a like a Bury. I know it's taken a few years for for clubs like Bury yeah. to fall by the wayside. But when when if Boulders have fell by the wayside, you know, I mean that's a big club, mm. a biggish club yeah. in, in our leagues. So I uh, I know McElfield weren't one of the original football league clubs going back years, but they've got in they've got into it and I mean they're not paying players play, uh, players wages at yeah. uh, times. But what what Mr Fent has done there is always kept the club stable. He's always tried to, to take it forward, you know, without uh, overthrowing money to, money at it. Yeah. You know, because a club should stand on its own two feet. It should get a manager in. What's going to take it forward? Yeah. What can uh, win games and at at least try and sell a couple of players what it helps the club out financially. Yeah. You know, this is what the, the the lower the lower end of a football league club should be all about. Uh, so for me I, I think sometimes uh, I I can see why Grimsby supporters like any other supporters because they want the team to be successful. But you've got to look at one thing. The club must be there. Not for now but for every day more. Yeah. And I think with people, what's always tried to buy it. Um, he won't let it go into the wrong hands because a lot of these uh, owners, what come into football clubs, what they do, they buy it, then the assets strip it. Mm-hmm. And and then they put it in a, in a, in a fundamental position that uh, the only way it's going to go is uh, out of the league and out of uh, extinction, extinction. So end it there for me, I think he is a good chairman. Um, I think these two could be uh, a marriage made for success. This could be a a ruby uh, wedding anniversary,
2: this this duo of Ollie and uh, Mr. Fenty. I, I hope I hope it is because I say when Marcus took on the job I you know started following lots of bits and pieces of supporters of Grimsby and, and so on and watched the you know the, the the press interviews and sadly for Marcus it didn't go the way that I'd hoped and, and I'm sure that the chairman uh, had hoped yeah, yeah. but but he he come across as a as a genuine guy that just wanted the best for his football club and he employed Marcus it didn't quite go the, the way so got rid of Marcus, brought somebody else in. Sometimes you have to go through a few to get the right one and, and say, let's hope that with Ali, it is the right one and, and he does bring success to Grimsby Town Football Club.
1: On that note, and I know I'm going to talk about something like Everton now, but yeah when you look when you look on that note, I mean Ollie coming into uh Grimsby, yeah, plus not for some unknown reason, they probably have a better contact range than, than what Marcus did. Yes. He will be able to attract the better the better players. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ancelotti going to Everton. There's talk of well, I forget what the player is now, but it's a big play And you think, well, why couldn't the other guy uh, attract that type of player? Yeah. It, you know, yeah. it shows you whether the uh, whether. Well, I know he's done I know as a player, you want to. You know, when Brain Club wanted to sign me, exactly. And I could, and, I, and this is gospel truth. Is I could have signed for Everton. Sheffield United, who were in the first division, Ken Furphy, Bingham was at Everton, and Bill Nicholson at Tottenham, all tried to sign me. But it was Clough Yep. What, uh wanted me to go to Notts Forest. It uh, made me go to not not It's the word I'm looking for. Excited me to want to go to Notts Forest because I knew what he'd done at Derby County. And he knew he'd got that uh, charisma about him yep. uh, to, to go and win trophies. And that's what, all will uh, bring to, to Grimsby will bring players what want to play for him. And and I know, Shearer, why did he go to uh, Blackburn and not uh, Man United? All right, Blackburn, make no mistake, gave him more money than Man United. Yeah. But there's no doubt in that. Nobody will convince me on it. But it had got Dalgleish. Yeah. And Dalgleish was as big a pull as as, as what uh, Ferguson was or, 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 or is, at, is at that time. But Man United, you know, it's a, it's an institution. So, but with Outglaze, what we'll pulled those players into Blackburn, you know, and that's what Ollie will do there. But what I was trying to get at is Marcus wouldn't have been able to attract the player what Holly can attract to that. But that's not just Marcus. That there's plenty in in, in, in that league. Yep. What um, uh, what can pull the players in, like. Like a Holloway can, because obviously he's been in the Premier League and he knows bigger and better contacts.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm 55. I listen to Ollie. I think I could run through a brick wall for Ollie. <laughs> that, that's the kind of vibes that you get from the guy. And some managers give you that. And then others, you listen to me, you think, blimey, I wouldn't get out of bed for you. You're just boring the arse off me. And it's well, about right. the philosophy of football as well, isn't it? That is
1: 100% true. You know, I put a I put a post on on, on the wall today on uh, on that seventies uh, eighties yeah on will football on, on mine and it was my second manager Morris has got a sack, Stan Anderson played some of the greatest uh, greatest some great football for for Doncaster Rovers yeah uh, and, and Stan was a great player and he played with Cloughy. And I, I forgot all about Stan because obviously uh, you're getting older, and and then you, you know, because all I'm thinking about, I wasn't there that long, understand? But some of the coaching there was absolutely terrific. But he was a quietly spoken guy, yeah. You know, uh, and he was interesting to listen to, but he didn't have that dominance about him. What uh, was you, you thought? Well, this guy's going to take you like plus He would do that, you know, and uh, and in our Kendall, but uh, you have to have that. Uh, leadership in you what players believe that you know this guy is going to take us somewhere you know and all, he, all he'll be able to do that with a with Grimsby
2: and the one thing I loved as well just briefly while we, we're going to stay on Grimsby for another five minutes or so is the uh, the reference to Bill Shankly in the boot room and he said it's still there as Bill left it and when Bill went into Liverpool uh, in 1959, 1960, the boot room was there and he just sprinkled that magic dust into it. And let's hope that Ollie can sprinkle a little bit of that magic dust back into the infamous boot room. And it is about getting a team. And Ollie could do a lot worse than getting you involved in the football as well. And I don't mean getting the balls out and going onto the pitch and stuff and getting all the coaching, and, and although you could. But having having a group of people of experience and recruitment and there's no person, in my opinion, better equipped to get in on his team than you, TC. Well, he, all these people will have their own
1: uh, coaches, what yep. they take with them or know of. Yep. Um, and obviously, I've never, I know Ollie through through football, like you will know me through football. But they will always have the their people around them, uh, who they can trust and who they can believe in. Yeah. Um, but make no mistake, even though I've been out of the game for a long time, I could do this with my eyes closed. 100%. What what I've been saying for years and years yeah. and years is finally, finally turning. It's finally turning. When you look at the teams in the Premier League now, what are trying to play football, it isn't the keep ball or keeping the ball what's boring. Yeah. It's when they go sideways and backwards. And that's more more as boring as somebody just launching it forward. Yeah. When you get when you <clears> get um, uh, a Guardiola on a clock, when you look at his teams, it's boom, 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 it's a tempo. You know, it's accurate passing. You know, people say they... T- Gabby, yeah, they do not work harder than any other team, I promise you. Mm. It's a myth, and what happens if they keep throwing mud at the wall, it eventually sticks and everybody starts to believe it. Well, I don't believe it. Yeah. I don't say they don't work hard. Of course they work hard. Of course they go and try and press. But they know once they start to the press, them, the other opposition, are not comfortable of not comfortable enough on the ball, mm. and not composed enough on the ball, and they just give it back to them. And then what happens? They're working hard again to get it back. But when they've got it, the, the Liverpool's of this world and the Manchester Cities, the opposition are having to work twice as hard because they can't get it back off them. Exactly. Him. And so, the, is it this a myth about Liverpool working? I didn't. It it, it it it's because our coaches don't understand what it's all about. And it is. It, I promise you, it is. Make like, no mistake, get players. And people say, "Well, it's about having money." Of course, it's about having money. Mm. But what about Ben United? Spent over four hundred million pound under Mourinho, for half a half a million, uh, half a billion pound under Mourinho, and nowhere near winning the league. Nah. So mid, there's plenty of teams long. done it. Yeah. Plenty of teams done it. I wanted Arteta to, to Sheffield Wednesday manager. Now you did, yeah. You know, I can see a mile off. You know these people, and he will turn Arsenal round. He will turn Arsenal round but you you've got to have a leader and he's got to be a leader in the sense that they know there's a white line they can't step over but at the same time what you don't want is someone with the with the, with the players are going to turn around I don't like him and I don't I don't want to play for him you what to be a leader what's going to show them it's right? because once you get the good players they can play so they'll question you yep right but what they want is suddenly what's right, we're going to win a cup even if it's a League Cup. That's why I can't understand some of these teams what don't want to win the League Cup. Win a trophy. Win, once you win a trophy, you might get close to winning another trophy. That will help you get to another bigger club. You know, it's crazy how they, how they go about it, some of these managers. And, and they say, Arteta will be a top manager. I, I got sick of telling people about Leeds United. Leeds are not my football club. I, I, it absolutely bugs me to see League United playing football like they're playing football. And he's a massive club. Yep. Right? And then, obviously, I'm, I'm, I was happy that we got him compared to some of them what were touted for Sheffield Wednesday. But I wanted Arteta there. Probably we wouldn't have got him because of the, it, it, the money structure. Yep. Right? But you never know, Gabby. You would never know. If you don't ask, you're never gonna, you'll never know whether you could get him. Uh, and he's going to be a massive sign and that's another thing what they all turn around and say these pundits on, have with his expe- saying, with, with exactly. his, expe- yeah. with his experience yeah. and then one of them <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of who it was one of them turned around and said Brown the guy who was at Everton with Moyes yep. oh what a vast experience well he's never been a manager <laughs> you well. know they keep going on about experience but he's never been a manager same as, same as Arteta yep. listen Ancelotti has failed at some clubs uh, other great managers, Capello failed at England and other. It don't mean you're going to be successful because you have experience. Yeah. You know, it's down to you as a leader to lead men. And some clubs may not suit you as a manager, may not suit you as a player. And you know that football is all about is winning, but it's how you win. And your Manchester United and your Liverpools and your your, your Manchester Cities now want to want to win football with a philosophy that's going to have an high tempo that's going to excite the crowd you know because the fans now will get bored of, of certain way of playing yeah. you know it's, it's for you as a coach to go and say right I would never if I were managing Grimsby and I were playing Man United people would laugh at me because look, I turned and said I'm not bothered about Man United I know mm. because in, in, in the, I'm not daft enough to know that they wouldn't beat us 8-0 on a good, on a good day Right, but I'd make them think twice about my team when we played them. Yep, I guarantee you because I'd want to play attacking, I want to play a tempo which is going to put them under pressure. And I want our players to understand when we haven't got the ball to make it difficult for them. And if you're going to be successful, if you're going to be successful, and our lads have complained, our coaches have complained, they don't get the fair crack, they've had the fair crack of the whip, they've had it, and they've let it go. And these foreign coaches, because anybody likes them, whether you or anybody else, they've come in here and they to change our game. And I tell you what, it's for the better.
2: 100%. I just don't understand that you're all week with a ball, you, you, you're you working on certain things, then you turn up, no matter who you're playing, you park a bus. So I think, what the what is the point in that? It's a game of football. Man <laughs> for man, you might not be as good as them. But man for man, you can be as good as them on the day. They could have an off day. You could have a good day. And any team should be able to beat any team. Go forward, try and play football and try and score goals and don't fear your opposition. That's the way I've always looked at football. It all comes down against that word, philosophy of football and trying to play the game in the right way.
1: One of the best shouts I've ever heard that, what you've just said. That's What's exactly. the point in exactly, working hard... Yeah all week yeah exactly I can't to understand listen to it. all these listen there's some of these pundits who so I, I admire as players that, that I couldn't see why they, why they fail as a manager I yeah. can see it yeah. or I can see why they don't want to go into it mm-hmm. because they, they say well, we, we, they, they haven't had the players all week or they haven't had this because international right so when they get them they're doing, working and working and working and working, and then they come out on us out there and just defend. Is that, it's pointless, So, it? what, so what have So what have they learned? Nothing. That's a great shout, what you've just said. It's a completely great shout. People want to think about what you've just said there, because they keep moaning and groaning about we don't get them to work on them. When they do get them to work on them, they're work, all they're doing is, is, is practising stopping the opposition play. Yeah. Right? Practicing corners, kick free, kicks, mm. on, And then come on Saturday, they, park. they don't park a bus, they park a double-decker bus. It's crazy. Some teams. and So they deserve all they get. Not the teams, not the clubs, but the coaches or the managers. Whatever way you want to call them, whether it's a manager coach, whether it's a coach,
2: whether it's a manager, whatever way they would uh, represent themselves, it's their own fault. 100%. I'd put up a post today Football is about entertainment, and we will always remember our entertainers. And that's, for me, what football is about. It's the philosophy. Let's talk about magic moments. What have you dug out for us over the last few, a a bit at least one? Or possibly two on well, the two. same. I could have had.
1: I could have had about ten. I don't know. about, I'm saying ten. I could have had twenty. Yeah, but
2: but well, our, our three that we're going to pick, I bet you we go snap. There was, what, there on was one. There
1: was one. There was there was Birmingham. There was one. The Birmingham guy scored an absolutely fantastic yeah. goal, but I've, I've had to throw that out because of the young Liverpool guy, yeah. right? Yeah. And then uh, David not David Silver. Bernard Silver scored. A, but I'm going to give it to the Liverpool guy for a young. 20-year-old, 19-year-old, to score a goal like that against a full, strong Everton team with the composure, the accuracy to put the ball where he wanted it to go. And Al Klopp has got them playing football, them young boys, in the second half to come out and perform like they did. I've got to go with uh, the young boy who scored uh, for Liverpool against
2: Everton. Curtis, no,
1: absolutely, yes, absolutely fantastic.
2: Now, that goal for me, there won't be a better goal scored, all decayed. That was super. Superb, sublime! It was one of the greatest goals, and not just because if you looked at that ball that he dinked over to region Ah, yeah? oh, what a pass that but, was! Yeah. And he's positioned himself, and you can see his hands going, "Just give me it! Just give me it! Just give me it!" He's getting, he's gone bang and sent it. That is absolute top. top Look where the
1: goalkeeper is! Oh, the goalkeeper is in a perfect, he's in a yep. perfect position. Yep Listen. The only way anybody could have stopped that if the goalkeeper had been seven foot. Yep. Maybe eight foot. But what is eight foot the the goal goal post, isn't it? If the goalkeeper had been eight foot, because he's put it, bang, corner of the eye of the post. Phenomenal. You know, and the keeper's in a great position. Yep. You know, and I, I've been banging on for years about passing. When you look at these teams, in Manchester United. Leeds United against Arsenal all the day. I know Arsenal came out the second half.
2: Tremendous first half. And, and turned
1: him yeah. out. But the football, the passing, the control, the composure. Yeah. And I know you've been banging on, banging on about uh, Jack Grealish, but what were the first thing I said to you? Yeah. What were yeah. the first thing I said to you when you said to me
2: composure.
1: about Grealish? Composure. composure. Yeah. Listen, if you if you compose on the ball, it gives you time and space. You can create time and space for yourself. Nobody else can create it. Yes. Right. Because you can create that time and space. Now, when I say nobody else can come, people, the other players can create time and space for you. Why? Early ball, early ball. Yes. At the right time. Yeah. Right. And that gives you uh, another chance of creating space. Our coaches are the own worst enemy. Yes. I've been on them coaching courses it has changed there is there is some uh, good young coaches coming through it's definitely changed but what they did they went on it and they all followed it was like it was like jesus leading the disciples
2: hmm. right to get some bread and that's what it was well i would say it was more like the blind leading the blind when charles well, Hughes was given that, that well, book
1: what, what what, yeah, what an idiot that
2: bloke was and and probably still is if he's got by the way to do with it
1: by the way he weren't an idiot because I'll tell you what he did. Put him to work self <laughs> yeah. in. Didn't because he I, what he is, what he they're intelligent people. Yeah. He's worked himself in there for people to believe it yeah. and
2: probably made himself a right few quid out well, of it. Without a doubt, he wrote books and all stories. He was the blueprint of the, the way England wanted to coach uh, the I next have, generation. He was just unbelievable. I have, I have never
1: read one of his
2: books. I wouldn't, I'd burn it. I don't disrespect the, the man because he might be a
1: nice man. Yeah, exactly. I just disrespected his philosophy oh, 100%. on football. And I would not... Read one of his books. No, not, at all. not one. Listen, if I had, for, if somebody said he's poorly, would you read it? Then I, I might cave in, but that would be the only reason for me to read one of his well, books. I wouldn't and read that his is... book,
2: I'd send him a Get Well card. Yeah you know would, would no, you... no
1: I'm not I'm not about it. if somebody said to me a close friend of mine was really really poorly yeah uh, and the only way he could he, he, he could survive if I read one of Ch- uh, Charles Hughes's books then I would cave in and read oh, yeah. it yeah of course you But would. That, that that's it yeah. you know what I mean but I could not read one of his books he, they ruined the game and I said for 35 years about this and I will pull down yeah because I I weren't bothered about a job and all the people wanted the jobs. The a manager come in, they would all criticise him as soon as he went out, and then as soon as he as soon as he went as soon as he come in, they all showed up. Yeah. Yes, boss. absolutely pathetic. Even some of the players, when I think about it now,
2: were pathetic. And my third um, magic moment was because I thought that goal from um, Bernardo Silva was absolute again, top draw, but um, De Bruyne. The way, the way he sat, the defender, on his backside <laughs> was just incredible. I mean, I said to Tom, we were watching the game, I said, oh, my life, what a bit of skill. That, that's what you watch football for, isn't it?
1: I want to see my team win, but I'm like you. I'm just like you. Yeah. I want Sheffield Wednesday to win, but I can watch any other team if they're playing good football. Yeah. I can appraise a player of another team, doing things like the bruyne did you know and you know we're giving that we're giving these players what can do things like that. the passing now or some of these players is at the, at the elite end yeah. is absolutely it's well it's a joy to watch Jeez. you know it's it's bringing the beauty i mean i wrote a post last night did you see the post i wrote last night
2: i must admit i haven't been um that active um on, on social media Read um, what I put what yeah, last night You know,
1: you know Absolutely brilliant it, you know, I said it's brilliant I think it was brilliant Because it, You know I thought uh, People were giving about Our beautiful game But you know Guardiola and uh, Klopp And Bielsa are, are bringing it back To our, You know Your Shankleys And your Paisleys And your Cluffs And your Revis Played football All
2: those years ago Yeah You know it's It's a good piece A very good piece and never forget them former heroes of ours. Sadly, Chelsea did on uh, on Sunday when they had the reunion of the 1970 Cup winners uh, team. Uh, I've been mean about that today. Yeah, but, f- yeah. F- f- failed, to, failed to invite Hudson. OK, mm-hmm. Alan didn't play in the final. He got injured um, just before the final on Easter Monday when they played at the Hawthorns. But he played in every game up to then, done the utmost best to get there for the final and for the final replay and for Mexico and ultimately missed all three but 100 percent should have been a part the whole squad should have been invited back and just said thank you and uh, congratulations boys you're legends you see this is where i never i never blame fans for, for i don't
1: usually blame clubs because it's the people what run them yes yeah. it's, it's the people what run these clubs i mean when i look at everton people say to me did you get invited hmm. You know, I I, I do get the odd invite, but I, I, I turn it down. Yeah. You know, because Sheffield Wednesday who's my club, so I, I, I try and get to them a, a, as much as possible. But there's certain things I would have done. I would have gone to to Everton. Uh, but I can see Alan gets upset with it. it never bothers me one little bit. Mm. I know I were part of that Everton football team, and I know one thing: Everton were Everton were bottom at league when I when I went. And that's a fact. They were at bottom of the league, and uh, it weren't that I failed at Everton. I came, I, I came back on the on the second, my second uh, re, uh, return to the club, get a bad injury. Yeah. Uh, then I was not forced, but uh, I was played back too quickly to to uh, to, uh, to give into the team. I played in the semi final of the FA Cup. We won that. I played against against Norwich, and I missed rest of the season through uh, an injury hmm. um, Amstring they won the FA Cup the following season obviously he set off with that team and I did work my way back into it and I was my own fault because I walked out of the club on the uh, quarterfinals, no the semi finals semi Semifinal. finals yeah you wouldn't travel you know but I'm not like I, I, I'm, glad I, I don't, I'm glad I'm not like Alan but it really hurts me you know because at the end of the day if it hurts you some, of, some people at that club would love it they mm. would love it because what you know, got a, he has a, he had a talent that everybody at that club would have wanted. Yeah. Right. And what happens? They get envious of it. They yeah, get it envious did. and jealous of it. Mm. Right. That they weren't as good as that. You know. If if, if clubs invite me and I want to go, I'll go. Yeah. If I don't want to go, I won't. I won't go. But I would never let it upset me if, that, if they never invited me. But I understand him. I understand him because Chelsea uh, was his club. Chelsea, where he made his name. Chelsea, where they had this order about them, you know, the Kings Road, Osgood, Tamblyn, uh Charlie Cook, uh, Hudson, Vinetti, McCready, you know, Harris. I could nearly name all that team myself. Exactly. And I'm not a Chelsea fan. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I mean, I could name Arsenal. I could name the majority of these teams at one time at one time day. But he, my advice to him and he's older than me is well, you good over your shoulder. Mm. You've enjoyed your football. You knew how good you are. people said to me you were crap, I said, Well that's good. But I was a little bit better than you.
2: <laughs> Five of the best British defenders of the seventies, T C. What have you dug out for us?
1: You want me to go you want me to go first?
2: Uh, you can. We'll go. You go, then I'll go. We'll do like a penalty shootout. You've no, gone away I'll a bit of your. I'll do mine, and then we'll,
1: you can do
2: yours. You've gone away a bit. What have you done with your phone? Can you hear me now? Yes. you Yeah.
1: I'll do mine, and then I'll do, <laughs> then I'll let you do yours. I'll got let the, you. I'll let you spew on on, on the ones I'm. On if I the, would have been the England manager, and these yep. two guys were fit, I would have played these, and they weren't centre halves. Yep. But what the were, there were when I said centre halves, They were, 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 were centre backs,
2: half backs. Yeah. You
1: know. Uh, I would play Todd and Kevin Beatty together. Okay, yep. But they would have been my two uh, if I would have been the national team. Yeah. Richard Goff. Okay, yep. Right, Richard Goff or well, the other one. Bobby Moore. Yep. Uh, can I have him?
2: Yes, because of course you of, can.
1: Because of... Uh, I'm a little bit older than you. Yep. So, uh, and Bobby Moore would have been uh, the, the other one. Uh, and... He, he was a better player than people really give him credit for and te- technically it was quite good for a six foot three, six foot four guy because he could play. Yeah. I mean, he was a dirty swine. In fact, I'm going to swear he was a dirty bastard, Jack. <laughs> but, I'm going to put Jack in there because Jack could play football. Yeah. And I mean could play football. But I could go on with Brian LeBone, Brian McFarlane. Yeah. You know, I would always look for a people like uh, Kevin Beattie and,
2: and uh, obviously Bobby Moore. You're going away again, TC. So what are you doing there? I don't know if it's. I
1: keep putting my hand over, but but, but I would I would I would definitely would have picked the Colin Todd and uh, Kevin Beattie because I were playing at the same time as them, um, and if they were fit, they were ball playing centre backs that just brought the ball out just like Alan Hansen and Lovingson at Liverpool, you know. There's stacks of them. These stacks of yeah. Palace to Man United. Yeah, I could go on and go on. But those have been my two pairing.
2: Right. My five are um, pretty much in no fixed order. But Bobby Moore is number one. And I'm having Bobby Moore because I know he was towards the end of his career. <laughs> but Bobby still played. He, I mean, he got transferred to Fulham in 1975. Yeah. So for, for certainly half of the decade, I uh, I watched Bobby. So I'm having Bobby Moore as uh, as my, my, my top man. And then um, I've got Colin Todd. Brilliant. Kevin Beattie. Brilliant. I mean Be-
1: how come we even <laughs> though we, we we have these fair these uh skillful moments then we're picking the same players, but anyway, go on.
2: But again, what, a, three. what a player Kevin Beattie oh. was. Probably it had it not been for bad bad knees and injuries, yeah possibly possibly the greatest left sided half back that, that, that we've seen. Yeah, in this, in country. this country.
1: make no mistake. Yeah. He'd got every modeling could pass it. Yep control it, got great pace, he got everything, but what he didn't have, his knees, he had problems with his knees, and it was a big it because what a player he was, the goal, I mean, I never saw Duncan Edwards, I was just about to say that, but if he, if his legs had stood the the test of uh, time,
2: what a player he was, that Kevin Beatty, again, another player, that all things being equal, would have had over 100 caps for England, So I've gone Bobby Moore, uh, Kevin Beattie, Colin Todd. Then the other two I've got are Roy McFarland. Because, again, I thought he was a great ball-playing centre-half. And and, and Alan Hansen. I think Hansen was was one of the classiest defenders that I've ever seen. Again, all of them players composed on the ball, could pass the ball out of defence and would fit into any top four team in the world today now
1: today now yeah,
2: yeah. That they were that good all of I
1: them. mean the centre-backs are doing it right yeah uh, but, but, but the British ones are nowhere near as good as the ones what nah. we just mentioned
2: no nah, all day long nowhere we, near we, because we have they not
1: they gone. were doing it on bad pitches oh. right and they would never that's why sometimes when I hear when, when I say of um, Answer on match a day, and he said, "Why? Well, he never put it into Rose's head." And yeah. I used to think, I used to screamish, "Why what are you saying that for? When you've never did, when you never did that?" Yeah, you know it's funny because they get, they get obsessed with that English culture or British culture. Unbelievable.
2: Yeah, but again. Going to the Euros, if we had them four more, Todd, McFarland and Beattie, we wouldn't be far off. And all four are far better than anything we've got today. It's incredible. A game that we have got tonight is Leicester City versus Aston Villa. James Madison and Jack Grealish. What annoys me with these so-called experts, and they're not for me, they're idiots. It's Jack Grealish or James Madison. For me, if I was England manager, it would be both. Both of them players I would build my England team around.
1: Well, I'm going to say something to you now here. Well, I'm going to throw that Aston Villa will beat Leicester tonight. Well, I've seen two too. People, people, people will laugh at this. Yeah. You know, I just think, and in Leicester playing well, and, and I think Leicester will finish in the top four, and I love Brendan Rodgers. I love how he plays football. But I think Jack started to score goals. What did I say to you not long ago yeah, about yeah, Jack? Yeah, yeah. If he starts to score goals, you know it's going to give him that bigger plus. You know, so I would pick both of them. I would pick both of them. But Jack has got the edge because what Jack's got is what the uh, the Madison ain't got. Is the he's a he's a good player. Cut. He can control it. He's got good pace. Uh, He's got good awareness, and he's great off-the-ball movement. But Jack is so composed, not only will he score goals, not only will he create goals, he's going to make people frightened of his natural ability, and he's going to pull people out of position. Whereas Madison wouldn't be able to do that type of thing, to pull people out of position, because they would be petrified of him putting that killer
2: ball through. It will disrupt the uh, opposition. And also got the ability to run at defenders. Yeah. And, and by doing that, you're drawing players out of position. You're frightening the life out of them. And in Alan Hudson's words, the best player that we've had in this country since Paul Gascoigne. Why? Why has our coaches got rid of people what run with the ball? I can't I just I just tell don't me, believe it. I, I don't it's understand. It's never it. happened in, it's never happened in any in any other European team. Know, it's never happened in any
1: world team yeah. football, but it's only happened happened in England. And yeah. why do you think it happened? Yeah. Because all they wanted to do was make it more defensive minded yeah. and wanted to blame if that player what was running with the ball lost it, blame them for for God, for, for 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 losing the goals. Yeah. No. I keep telling, uh, in, like in West Ham, they keep, uh, Mike Noble, he's going on to players. Anybody can run about on a football field and bollock anybody, whatever yep. they want to do. You've got to be able to create chances. You've got to be able to score goals and you've got to make uh, people around you believe in you if you're going to be a captain. You know, Jack Grealish has got all that. And yep. Jack Grealish, it's no good me keep saying that because at the end of the day, it's not what I think, it's what he thinks, Southgate. And I've told you, do I think he'll play him? No. no why yeah. don't I think I, why do I why don't I think he'll play him? Because he'll do what he did with Charlie George. Play him. It, it wouldn't have made any difference because when I, if I played, if I played, if they played me out on left and I didn't want to play there, I'd still try my bollocks off. Yeah. Because I'd try to prove them wrong. But what they did with Charlie George, that kid should have had 100 caps, hmm. hundred caps. Jack Freelish now should have had fifty. Yeah. All right. But, Listen to me, Gabby don't be surprised if they don't pick him don't be surprised because what they will do i I can read them like a book i Mm -hmm. can read them like a book everybody's talking about this they want to be the ones what uh look i've met this
2: player yeah jack's or jack's a very med player it's a very med player jack well again as alan hudson says he's uncoachable you don't coach Players like Jack Grealish, you tap him on you the backside. You build teams around him. Yeah, exactly. You build teams
1: around. You build teams
2: around him. Yep. You tap him on the backside. You tell him to go and serve it up, and then when you come off the pitch, you smile together. And that's mm. exactly what Alan Hudson says that he would do with Jack Grealish, and I 100% agree.
1: Well, I, when, once I put the phone down on this, I'm going to watch him play, and I'll should be writing about him. Good, bad. They're indifferent because there'll be parts of that game that he will be sublime in it yeah. and the only reason why i said parts of it and i want you to understand and listen to what i'm saying to me again because yeah. these these football pundits some of them what are experts and i'm not talking about the fans i'm talking about the funders who played the game right the reason why he doesn't do it for 90 minutes like uh, the rest of the teams are like because he's not in a manchester city he's not in a Liverpool. Exactly. You put him in. You put him in one of them teams. They'd all be saying, "Oh, the greatest midfield player, better than Gascoigne, is better than this." That's yeah. what they would be
2: saying. Yeah, of course they would. Yeah, and that's why I say. And like- no
1: respect to Aston Villa. And I'm not. I'm gonna go Aston Villa. Fantastic football club. Yeah. If they'd have wanted to sign me, a Of course, I would. It's a great club, but it it hasn't got great players with them. It's a good team. Yeah. But it hasn't got great players. And if Jack would have been playing at Manchester City or a Liverpool, or a Barcelona,
2: we would have been singing his praises like I don't know what. 100%, 100%, without a doubt. You know, And that's why I would play him for England, because I know Grealish can play at that level, and playing around better players would make him look better, and he would make that side the, the, tick. And he'd make other players look better. Because of the passes he would give. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, when I was doing that interview with Alan Clark, and he was on about uh, Johnny Haynes and he says, I've done the easy job. I just put the ball in the back of the net. Johnny said to me, you make your run, son, and I'll find you. <laughs> and that's what great players do. That could, the, the, the range of passing is sublime. Your League Cup semi-final. Let's talk about that briefly while we're talking League Cup semi-finals. It was against Leeds United, wasn't it? A double yes. uh, two. Did you prefer the two legs or or the one leg that you played in the FA Cup semi-final? What's the difference? What's you know? What did you prefer? Well, it- it was, it was it's
1: always been like that hasn't it the, the two-legged yeah, since the I league. can remember yeah, the since top. I can remember and I used to think I wonder why we do this yeah but then it was for money weren't it to create but there used to be full houses. yeah majority of the cup competitions everybody wanted to watch him play mm-hmm. it didn't make any difference to me but that night Tony Curry was absolutely on fire yeah. how they did, Leeds United beat Southampton 7-1 when they couldn't get the ball off them yeah they could not get the ball. I think it was it seven one, seven two, something like
2: that. I think it was seven one or seven <laughs> nil. Yeah,
1: they could, they could not get the ball off them, and the fans were singing all like, "Well, yeah. let me tell you something." That night, that night, uh, they should have beat us six seven. Yeah, that gospel truth. I'm playing for for Southampton. Curry was on fire. It was absolutely sublime. It were it, it were bending balls in. They were hitting crossbars. They were just missing. It were creating chances. It were creating space for other people. They were on, but they should have won. They should have won seven. The game should have been dead and buried. Yeah. Right. But what Leeds had forgot, Southampton had got a little tricky wing called Terry Curran. <laughs> right, and he made a goal for uh, Holmes. I come to me. I can't. I forget his first name. Nikki Holmes. Nicky Holmes. Nick Holmes. Yeah, and uh, Stevie Williams, right? And uh, I met Stevie's goal, so I met both goals, But <laughs> if, if they'd have beat us seven that night, we couldn't have complained. Then we we's... couldn't have complained. And and then we obviously we beat them down. At, uh, and to, to be honest, they were, they were really the better team down there. They, they didn't dominate it like they did up at Ellen Road.
2: Yeah.
1: Right, but. Uh, I
2: forgot who scored the winner down at the Dell. now. What was I? I forget. Who... Well, anyway, we won 1-0. Did you know who scored the winner? I d- no, I, I don't. I, I thought it might have been you. It was. <laughs> 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 so the first leg, was that at Ellen Road? Yes. Yeah. And you, you did you beat them there
1: 2-1? No, we drew 2-2, 2-2 up there. 2-2, got ya. Like what well, you saying to you, that they, yeah. they should have won seven nil, Gabby. Yeah. They yeah. were absolutely, and then Borley said, "Come on, we're going into uh, Cinderella Rockefellers up in Leeds. Uh, Peter Stringfellow owned it, Yes. and that's where Jack and Maurice setters uh, tapped me up to go and play for Sheffield Wednesday, yeah, that 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 day. So, but no, the they that night Curry was absolutely. <laughs> on on fire you know when we look when I, I said when we look at Hudson's and the covers of this Walden and Bowls, Charlie George's you know not giving 100 caps you can see why we've not won note over the years and because of what anybody says you know this off of the field uh, antics uh, I'm not saying that what they did sometimes were right but whatever they were performing on a football field you know, they should have. Because Kenny Burns were doing it and Larry Lloyd were doing it. Yeah, yep. Forrest went on to win two European Cups and yeah. a league title. You know, and two, 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 league, uh, uh, two league Cups. You know, it, it's how you handle these type of players. How we handle them. You know, and uh, I just hope they don't do the same thing what Uh, what they're doing with with, with the Curries and the Hudson's and the bowls of this world and Worthington's uh, with Jack Grealish. I just hope, pray for the boys' uh, sake, because the kid should be on the world stage to show people what a player he is.
2: Behind the Lens is another feature that we do on the podcast, and we're going to have a look this week at that photograph of yours playing for Huddersfield. I've got an idea. You're playing against Chelsea, aren't you? When you when you're skinning one of the uh, the, 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 the backs. What what was the story behind that?
1: No that was uh, that was uh, I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday. Oh I'm sorry. That was I was playing for Sheffield Wednesday on that one. Yeah. Um what I'd done it's just like oh else he'd 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 come in, he'd committed himself, I'd thrown my shoulder one way in fact, there was a great one when we were playing up at uh, Hillsborough. Can you remember Mickey Droy? What played with Chelsea? Oh,
2: good player, Mickey Droy. Yeah, you know, big lad. Anyway,
1: man. I mean, what six foot? He was another one, six foot big, two, six foot three, and about fourteen. And the rest,
2: I think, Mickey Droy. You know, yeah,
1: maybe maybe six foot five. I think he anyway, was. Anyway, I yeah. threw him one way, threw him another way, threw him, one, and he kept twisting and turning in the penalty box, and he fell on his on his backside. <laughs> and he looked at me. You know, if he'd have caught me, he'd kill me. You know, but the fans were laughing. And some of the some of the Chelsea players were laughing, but that's the same same type of uh, in, uh, incident. But I've run at people because when people when you run at people, the app the defenders are petrified. Yeah, and we just done away with it, Gabby. Yep. But it was Sheffield Wednesday to uh, Stamford Bridge that.
2: And who did you say that the, the 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 back was that you'd uh, that you absolutely skinned and put on his back? When I night-
1: what, that was Mickey drawing up at Ilsbury, but that one I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Of, I thought it looked like Ray Wilkins' that, but it weren't Ray Wilkins. No, because someone said to me, "It's definitely not Ray Wilkins." You know, um, somebody will tell us who, who it was. If I look back, if I go back onto the post itself, somebody corrected me because I thought it was Ray Wilkins, and it's not Ray Wilkins. It, uh, it's another Chelsea d- defender.
2: Um, but I put a lot of, but I put a lot of people on the backside. You know, Gabby <laughs> and we'll put that on our group uh, the current view group the podcasts go on there and all the little bit of segments and stuff from the uh, from the podcast so we'll put that picture on there um, random question i'm going to ask you one random question each uh, each podcast did you ever play subutio no i oh, okay. no no <laughs> you know
1: when everybody listen that, that was popular at the time subutio yeah right um, I'd be out playing football in, in, in fields for hours yeah. in, when I was a kid, and the same was—I mean, all these youngs now are on playstations. You know, in my day, watch Space Invaders. I was bored stiff, I could sit down and play, play for hours on end on on, on those—not uh, play. What did you say what? Not PlayStation, what?
2: Well, we, we used to have the the only the it was the Atari, wasn't it, which was yeah. the first like yeah. games where it was, was like it? them little Space Invader things that used yeah. to go. Bip, exactly. Bip, bip, bip. What was it? You know, with the foot, table football, didn't it?
1: You know, where you swing you yeah, swing the yeah, thing around. Yeah. i had never even played them. Yeah. Never, you know, all that and, and lads. We we we'd be in Spain and, and they'd go straight onto those machines and play. Playing those machines, and then go out kicking the ball. Me, I was that's that's what I was more interested in. But do I, I remember them, Sabuti, all them little things. I remember all them.
2: They were. Well, well, what was, uh, Why? What was it, Why did you ask me that question? Because it's just a random question. Do you see if I, do you see if I played it, and, <laughs> yeah. and if you did, it was yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you know, a, a little story. When Trevor Francis made his England debut, 1977, I think it was uh, definitely against Holland. And um they they did a, they did Trevor, they baked him a cake and on the top of the cake there were Subutio players, Birmingham City Subutio players. I'm not too sure how many there were, but but I got one of them because my cousin was one of the chefs at the D Club. Right. Um, yeah, so for many, many years. Brilliant. I Brilliant. had the Subutio player of Trevor Francis. Well, so
1: I, I can see that I can see why uh, you want to rem- reminisce about that uh, Sabutio then.
2: Well, again, Trevor was my hero growing yeah. up. My first hero was uh, was Gordon Banks, and I can only put it down to that save in Mexico.
1: Well, uh, but for a 16 year old in the first division scoring a trick, you know, what a, ph- a phenomenal performance for a 16 year old to uh, to score a trick, you know,
2: in, in, in a first division which we can class as a Premier League uh, it was division two he scored, was it yeah he scored four He scored four, four, goals. four, four yeah. goals against Bond Wanderers when he was 16 Trevor unbelievable weren't it oh I mean Trevor, Trevor was some player I mean when are yeah. you like yourself we used to play football until it was done. by dark. the
1: way I mean he got he got 50 odd caps but it yeah a lot of them didn't want to play him you know for some unknown reason and I know he had injuries but he, he was like Hoddle, you know, there were, there were there were always question marks about, you know, about Trevor and and Glenn. I mean, Glenn played 50-odd games, but, you know, Bobby Robson didn't want to pick him, you know, did not want to pick him.
2: I think the thing is, with a lot of them players, and I've, I've looked at it an awful lot recently when I've, you know, um, revisited the 70s, if you like, with a lot of me interviews, we had so many players. I mean, Sniffer Clark. Sniff around, he never got 20 caps for England. Listen, it's ridiculous. We
1: when you so many look, players. when you, what I want you to think about now, yeah, right, and I want you to go back when you get time because I know you, you're, a, you're a busy man, but I want you to have a look at Odell, how many games are played oh, and Trevor player. Francis yeah. and Francis and have look. And it might sound great, you know, 50 caps,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there were never 50 consistent caps, they were like here, there, yeah, and, and all the great players we had. Listen, even Capello made a a mess of that, what's that generation they called it? Well,
2: they called it the golden generation. The golden generation,
1: (laughs) (laughs) didn't they? You know, when you look at Lampard and Jack, they should have won, they should have won trophies, right? It's because of the philosophy. And you hear them talking about the little things, you know, what did, what uh, they didn't look like and what didn't help them. Whereas me, if it weren't right there and then I would say it, you know, and that's what's cost us big time. We should have had Brian Clough or a Don Revy or that type of manager. Our Kendall should have been in charge. And I prompt, well, you can't yeah. because it's, it's what is the word I'm looking for? Uh, well, it's a maybes. Yeah, it's a know, hypothetical, hypothetical yeah. Uh, yeah. question. But I do believe, in my opinion, those managers would have won trophies. I important. mean Revy Revy got Revy got the chance, but for someone known for some unknown reason Revy all he, he didn't want to pick the best players like he did at Leeds. Yeah. When he took the job up, up at uh, England, he bombed Dudson out, he bombed Charlie George out. And I'm thinking, what are you doing?
2: Yeah. You
1: yeah. know, we should have had a Cluffy in charge there and we would have won something. And think we might have gone on and followed that route instead of going down the route with the great and only, uh, the one and only uh, Charles Hughes. And, well, that's that's when football died for me.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's rocket science. I mean, football is about getting your best 11 players on the pitch, mould them into a football team and trying to go forward and scoring goals. And like with Gerrard and Lampard, how many times did we used to hear they can't play together in the same team? I'd be saying, look, I pay you X amount of pounds. Per week, per month, per year. Give me one reason to play him. Not a hundred reasons not to play him. You make sure you 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 put them two players in the team and you make them play together. Well, it, it's, you don't have to make anybody play. It's it's a system. Yeah. It's the I promise you, Gabby. I promise
1: you. Mm-hmm. It's the system. It. It's, I don't have to make you do this because if I start to make you do that, you, then you'll rebel against it. Yeah it's the system it's the philosophy yeah you know why would you play Paul Coles Paul Paul Cole Paul, Paul scores on left wing crazy isn't it why
2: crazy unbelievable
1: you know oh we can't we can't we can't play we can't play Gerard as an ordinary midfield player yeah. because he, we can't play Frank Lampard as an midfield because he does it we can't play score, so we play Paul scores on left wing Gerard and, and, and Lampard bombing forward and then we're left wide open yeah we're left wide open. The good managers will have a philosophy and have a uh, a way for those three players to interact, yeah. to go forward when to sit one, when to go forward the other two, exactly. or when two to sit. And that, what
2: Never happened, yeah. And we looked short, we, they looked out of shape, and then people started saying that they can't play together, exactly. Rena's Michelle's managed to do that in 1974 with the Dodgers. exactly, with the total football because what they've done, they just changed positions and they all exactly they play together. It's quite simple, really. It's bizarre. And I'll tell you what else is bizarre. TC, a an hour is up, sir. We've done, yeah, we've done, we've we've done, let me just have a quick look. Yep, we've done 59 minutes and 28 seconds, unbelievable. So it's time for our football forecast. We've got five uh, games this week because Leeds are playing Sheffield Wednesday. Leeds, your pick for the championship, Sheffield Wednesday, your team. So we'll start there in, in Yorkshire. How do you see that game going?
1: Well, the is always going to be difficult. Yeah. You know, uh, we've had a couple of bad results in the league and then we've got a great result at uh, Bryan. But I can't see anybody stopping this Leeds team now. I just cannot. I'm, I'm going to go for a Leeds one nil win, hoping that Wednesday win. But I'm not going to let my heart rule my head. You know, uh, yeah. it's going to be a Leeds win for me. I can't. They're, they're too good. It's too good not to go up, open. At, 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 you know, I just can't see us
2: getting the ball off them. I really can't. Now, I'm going to be honest. I'm just going to be honest about it. Now, I'm guessing, because it's a derby, they're going to probably kick off 12 o'clock. Oh, I think it is. Does that make a difference to a player? Again, we. I can remember kicking off a couple of times.
1: I can remember kicking off in that uh, Boxing Day massacre at 12 yeah. o'clock. Uh, all he, all he, the, the thing is... The difference is where in our day, we'd have steak and toast, you know, or beans on toast, that type of thing. Um, So when you kicked off at 12, you were having a breakfast like bacon, egg and beans, I would only have beans on toast or something, you know. So it's that what, but everybody's different. Yeah. You know, for me, it didn't make any difference. But for you, it might have made a difference. Yeah. You you don't talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know. what, What people talk about is, the atmosphere can't wait to play so it's a local derby it's a big <coughs> it's a big game for both teams on yeah. saturday you know when does he need to get the result to stop in that top six
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know uh, leeds united need uh, to get a result to um keep it top of the league
2: I, even though i want me to win, I, I can't see it so i'm going to go a leeds one nil win and I'm gonna go one-one because I think Derby's are mad, and I think early kickoffs can be crazy as well, and can throw up some freak results. So I'm gonna go for a one-one draw there. Um, your um one of your old clubs, Everton versus Brighton. Now they had a load of fans turn up at the training ground today, berating some of the players, and I believe there's been a social media spat between Everton fan and um and Fabian Delth, which um, Tom read it out to me earlier, and I thought it was absolutely surreal and bizarre it's bonkers how would you see that game going well <laughs> would they have got
1: beat if duncan ferguson had been in charge because he got a playing uh, and i think they may have been not pet- petrified at uh, uh, duncan but they respected him and they were working they worked hard now when you look at the liverpool game you think uh, this could be a bad Scenario for, for, for Everton, but I'm still going to go and, and and Brian, I've said, would do quite well with his, with his manager because how he yeah. wants to play football. But I'm, I'm going for an Everton win 2 1.
2: Yep, I'm going to go 2 0 Everton in that one. Uh, Hull versus Fulham, which were my pick for the championship, and currently I think they're in third place, just a little bit off the pace. And we can't.
1: Yeah, we can't get this team right, can we? Well,
2: they've struggled a bit, haven't they? Fulham, no, I think
1: you subtle when you when you pick them <laughs> and then when I pick them. I think I got it right when they, play, they played somebody that Friday night, they won at uh 2 1 on a Friday night, it uh, was Swansea. on a Friday night, yeah. Swansea, Swansea, yeah. yeah yeah you know yeah so they just what they have it's i think I, I think we're the jinx to them because when you pick them they seem to get beat when i pick them they get beat if we go for a draw they go and win so i'm i've got to go for a
2: 2-1 fulham oh i'm gonna go so you're going whole one fulham two i'm gonna go hole two fulham one I'm liking that lad, Jared Bowen. Oh, that's a player. Yeah, he's been for the last few seasons absolutely on fire. And I think Hull, um, I mean, they they were toothless Tigers, but with this kid in there, they've got rather a bite in them. So I'm going to go 2-1. Reading versus, again, one of your old clubs, Nottingham Forest.
1: Well, Forest, has started to buzz again, so I'm going to go again uh, 2-0 Forest.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go three nil Forest. I think uh, Reading um, at best can be ordinary. At worst, I think they can be absolutely awful. And then finally, Aston Villa versus Manchester City. Wow, Villa to win three <laughs> nil.
1: <laughs> I'm going for a Manchester City three.
2: I was going to say, you are 10-9 up. I mean, I'm going to put straight away it's 10-10 till we do it again. I'm I, I waiting for you to say, you're losing <laughs> your marbles. Losing them, I'd say you've lost them. <laughs> yeah, so 3-0. I, I can't see anything other than than a Man City win. I'm going to go I'm gonna go 0-2 um, and give Villa the benefit of the doubt because I think that when City are on fire.
1: By, by the way, how well is he playing? Oh, how well does he look that foddin?
2: I think he's, again, I think he's absolute quality. But, yeah, blessed with midfield players. Yeah, but again, what you said earlier about Jack, you put Jack in that Manchester City team, and you put a good player in that Man City team, and they will look a million dollars. You yeah. put a good player in Birmingham City's team, and that you you soon come down to that level, and you do, you you, you play to the level of the players around you, don't you? What happens is you you, you have
1: fits and starts in 20-minute yeah. spells, yeah. but if you're playing in the Liverpool or a Manchester City team, you know, people say what a consistent player he is. Yeah, it's easy playing, it's so easy to play in teams what are winning week in and week out. Yeah, and teams that have got the bloody ball all the time as well. It makes a difference, doesn't it? it? And then he comes back to you and no respect to some of your teammates and give the ball away straight away. You think, for Christ's sake,
2: exactly, exactly. Right, we have come to the end of the show, the podcast, so thanks all for listening. Thanks, TC, for your time once again. You are 10-9 up in the forecast chart. So all once right. again, you pick the music. So what song are we going to play out with this week, my son?
1: Well, the song I'm going to pick out pick out to uh, to play out with today yep. is another one of Paul Carrick's and it's Living Years. Oh, great song. You know. It's one, another one of his uh, classics. Well, it's not his because it's um, Mike Making the, mechanic, yeah. the Mechanics, but it's Paul Carrick what's singing the song, so I'm going to pick out uh, that one.
2: Fantastic song and fantastic lyrics as well. I absolutely really? love those lyrics and, and a great song. So till next week, thank you very much. Have a great week with, uh, with you and your family, and good luck to Jock and everybody. And uh, enjoy football boys and girls
1: good luck to all your teams out there uh, this coming Saturday to all the f- uh, the fans especially the fans what listen to our podcast good luck to Birmingham Gabby and what it's been a great night but it's been lived. It bit sound of it again doesn't it yep. time flies quick
2: do just and we exactly keep
1: time. cheers TC good night I'll yeah. speak to you later and have a good weekend cheers pal my love to you and your family bye 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 bye
2: I'm afraid
0: that's all we've got You say you just don't see it He says it's perfect sense You just can't get agreement in this present tense We all talk a different language Talking